December 21st, 2022. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com. I am DJ, the man with the award-winning beard. I'm going to go around the room here and introduce this interesting cast of characters that we have on here tonight. I'm going to start with a man who is the host of the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the man with the golden shovel. Mr. Rob, welcome to the holiday edition of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast here tonight. Uh, good to be back, and the shovel does not take a holiday. No, the shovel does not take days off, sir. <laughs> and I have a feeling it may it may bury somebody a little bit different tonight, but the shovel will come out tonight, I'm sure. And introducing in what would be the fourth chair... One of the, and I, I know he hates it when I do this, but uh, one of the bosses of the uh, Chairshot Radio Network, uh, host of the DWI podcast, also co-host of the uh, Bandwagon Nerds, currently double fisting his drinks, Vacation PC Tunny. Tunny, welcome to the show here tonight, sir. As he's on mute. Yeah, see, I'm barely in charge of my, I'm barely in charge of myself. That worked even better. Um, before I forget, I just want to shout out, uh, make sure you listen to the pot is war holiday special. That show's coming back. So, uh, yeah, that's my only, that's my only cheap plug. Yeah. My, my plan, I've got four days off after tomorrow. Um, I'm going to, I'm so far behind on podcasts, man. I'm probably as far behind as I am on wrestling. I am like even farther behind on podcasts and that's embarrassing because I want to catch up with everybody's work. Uh, we would also have Jason here with us. Jason was in for a second and dipped right back out. I don't know what happened. So whenever he gets back in, I'll introduce him. Uh, he's got to reboot his laptop. So we are going to kind of run. Wait, hang on. Hang on. We've got to run in. Wait for it. Oh, Wait God. for it. Wait for it. And I think we've got him. I think we've got him. Bucky's, Bucky's tag team partner. Crowd goes wild. A man destined to go through a barbershop window hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine retail worker, Jason. Jason, welcome to the show, Bubba. You got your uh, you got your tech stuff sorted out. I do. Yeah, we just we just run things on a little old Chromebook here, and my wife actually used it today, so it probably ran out of ran out of all its energy and memory. So we had to give a little reboot. But it uh, looks like we're up and running, so we should be good to go. If you guys are new to this podcast, we are the Outlaw Mud Show of the Chairshot Radio Network. Oh, uh, yeah. We're very low budget, you, you gotta listen <laughs> and to we have a lot of technical of difficulties. It's part of the show's charm. I uh, want to start off with something we started doing a couple episodes ago. Uh, we're going to do a little mental health check up here. Uh, starting with me, uh, I'm having a little bit of a rough week, but not because you know I'm down or anything like that. Uh, fighting something. Uh, took a little nap earlier today. I've been fighting something and it's that weird sick where, you know, like the day before you're going to get sick 
you get that rundown feeling. Your throat's kind of scratchy and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, okay, can we just get sick and get this shit over with? Um, that, that's kind of where I'm at. So the week has kind of sucked because of that. Rob, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Because uh, I took a little walk downtown yesterday. I had to take my laptop into the office to get it properly reconnected to the network. So I got a good bit of exercise yesterday. Um, other than that, um, I'm feeling pretty good. And, uh, you know, the past few weeks I have, have developed a, a gambling, not problem, but a gambling <laughs> habit since it's legal now here in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> and Uh-oh. so far I'm, so far I'm ahead. I, so far as I finished ahead just about every weekend. So that's what right. good deal. Good deal. All right. Let's wrap back around here. Jason mental health check-in, sir. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well, gentlemen. Uh, it's the holiday season. We're all having a good time. We're all, you know, good stressed. I mean, it's weird to say that I'm, like, not stressed because my father <laughs> – this week has been crazy. My father fell last week and fractured his hip. Ooh. So he's, he went in yesterday for surgery to put pins in, and he's fine, finally home, and he's good. He'll be up and mobile in a couple of – probably less than a week, they're saying, if things go well, so – Hopefully. And then we were driving home from, you know, by way of the Christmas light display to show my dog, because that's what you do. Um, my in-laws. You pet, you pet parents are so cute. Yeah. So my in-laws were in a car accident. And they, they are oh, thankfully. Oof. But um, they are all OK. Um, mom, uh, mom in law got checked out. Uh, she's all good. You know, they were, it was just more precautionary than anything because she's just, you know, old. But yeah, they uh, so they're all good. So it was just kind of an interesting week of just things that were should stress me out more. But I'm like, no, things are okay. Everybody's taken care of. We're good. So we're plugging along. As uh, as my friend Eddie says, you know, we 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 move. Excellent. All right, and the the, the double fisting vacation man himself, Tony. How you doing, buddy? Seriously, how you doing? I am both mental and healthy, so check on both boxes. How's that sound? (laughs) All right. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. And for those of you, the listeners, I know the holidays can be tough on people. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. For the most part, we like to think so. We like to keep the hope alive. We like to think that, you know, things are going to be okay. For a lot of folks, it's not okay. If you're struggling with your mental health, if you're having a bad time right now, please reach out to someone. If you've got a therapist that you see, if you've got a friend that you trust, and if you have no one, please reach out to the Suicide and Crisis Hotline. That number is 988. We strongly recommend that here. Strongly advocate for mental health here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Don't suffer alone. Don't suffer through the holidays. Reach out, talk to someone, get your head right. Don't do anything that you may regret down the road. So we're going to start off the show a little bit differently here. We usually talk wrestling. This is a wrestling podcast, but we're going to steer a little clearer of that this week and talk some holiday stuff. Uh, going to go down. I, I tasked the gentleman here with coming up with a list of their top five worst holiday food items. Uh, I had, I, I'm a foodie. I love to eat, so I had a little bit of a, a struggle here. Uh, going to go backwards around the room here and start with our guest. Uh, Tony, have you got your list compiled? I have I have compiled said list, and I just want to say though that I I you you you've messaged me and you said holiday, uh, so I included uh, more than just Christmas. Is that okay? 
Oh, yeah, I, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so I got I got a little Thanksgiving and I got one Halloween. We'll start with the Halloween one. You just want the first one? It's it's candy corn. It fucking sucks. Oh yes, candy corn is the cosine. <laughs> cosine on that. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. Yeah, okay. So let me ask you guys. Listen, listen. And you know what? I feel the same way. It is fine. It's not horrible. But you know what makes it fucking horrible? When you go to a house expecting a full-size candy bar and you get a bag of fucking candy corn. Now it's fucking horrible. That's the that's no, a trick-or-treaters nightmare. Candy corn is a dish treat at candy. <laughs> it's at a dish treat. It is yeah. a trick-or-treat. like... Treat. That is that is just absolutely yeah. ass. Grandma puts it you out in what? a fancy ashtray. That's not a candy holder, Grandma. That's an ashtray, okay? And that's Look. acceptable. <laughs> and it was a candy holder in my house. <laughs> giving out candy corn on Halloween is, is should be like a hate crime or something. Okay. Do do not be surprised if you wake up with eggs on your window if you yeah. handed out candy corn as Halloween candy. That's just the rules. I don't make them. Amen. So, do we want to do uh, one at a time, or do we want to do our whole list per person? I mean, we could do one at a time, because then we could be like, oh, I had that, and, you know, we could eviscerate that food. Okay. Well, then, Jason, you're up next. All right. I'm going to – I'm firing right off, and I'm giving my number one. Oh. You're all weirdos. It's disgusting. It tastes like – it tastes like – oh, we're getting there, PC. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> it is like the only way I can describe this food is that the move the the animal this co- this food comes from I thought could not create a bad meat until we apparently got a meat from this animal and said hey it's kind of near a Goodyear factory because ham tastes like rubberized it tastes like a someone gave me a slice of bacon. Oh, excuse me. I see. It gave me a slice of tire and said, "Here, I'm gonna yell the word bacon behind you as you as you chew this, and that's the closest you're gonna get." Boo. I can. Should we boo this man? Boo this man. If I get in the official, we should boo this man. Yes. Go. That, that was the official first wet fart of the episode. <laughs> you know, Honestly, disgusting. you know what, Jason? I, like when it when it's with pineapple, I don't like pineapple. So that, I don't like that's, pineapple. That's something I don't I, like. I like pineapple. I gotta say, Jason just took more time introducing ham than I take <laughs> introducing Rob on the podcast. Hey, I hate ham, hey everybody, it's Rob. <laughs> but the good thing about about it is that it was an obviously it's a traditional thing in our in our family. It is traditional for Easter. Um, you know, Easter was a ham. Obviously, Thanksgiving was turkey, and uh, Christmas was some sort of prime rib or beef. So that was just our tradition in our family. We thankfully switched to lamb for Thanksgiving. Uh, excuse me, I'm not Thanksgiving. Uh, Easter, uh, which is way better because I was the one shit kid who wouldn't even touch the ham. So my mom had to make decided to make me a steak every year. So I made out well ahead of everyone else. Prime rib is a is a tier, uh, top tier. Holiday food, by the way, for me. Absolutely. All right, Rob, your number one pick or your first pick. You don't have okay, to do my, your my first pick. Uh, let's see. Bean casserole, any kind, any type of like green bean casserole. That shit is fucking horrible. Uh, I don't know about this, man. Green, green beans were also on my list, Rob. So I will co-sign your uh, green your bean casserole. Look, casserole. I, it looks disgusting. 
and it tastes disgusting. It is the fucking worst. Bob, it is disgusting. Okay, yes. for those of the, the, the two of us today, that, Tony, I'm guessing you and I are on the same team. Green bean casserole, do you like it with Funyuns or do you like it with like like uh, oh. Ritz cracker crumbs? No, I like oh. it with the with the. Uh, it's got a specific name that French's onion crinkle. Yeah, the the, the onion oh. the onion topping. Listen, okay, so you don't like that, Rob, because you don't like green beans and you don't like cream of mushroom. Apparently, that's all it is. Oh hell no. Okay, well, then that's what you don't like. So what's the, it's, it's all it is. It's not like I'm having, hey, Rob, you want some head cheese? You ever had head cheese before? Now that's something that's fucking disgusting. I can't even, like, taste it. It looks like something I won't mention. It looks like it's show. looking back at you. Uh, oh. <laughs> all right, first on my list, and I'll probably take some heat for this one, cranberry sauce. Oh, what yeah, the fuck is cranberry it. sauce? It's on my it. list. It's on my list too. It's on your list, and I don't care. I don't care if it's mushed cranberries or that gelatinous bullshit that you pour out hey, of the can. Jason's out of here. So, what happened to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast? Well, you know, DJ said he didn't like cranberry sauce, and Jace up and fucking left. Haven't okay, seen him hey, since. Haven't seen him since December twenty first. Deal breaker with Jason was fucking cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. So he made it two years in, and Jason and I's friendship is going to end over cranberry sauce. Okay, cranberry but keep in mind, please understand my geolocation. And the fact that I could walk to Ocean Spray from my house. Well, you need to go to Ocean Spray and give them, give them a message from me. That gelatinous. Yeah, but you know what? I live in the. I live in the state that we to do away with. I live in the state that produces the most cranberries, and I don't like it. The only thing I like about it is when you plop it out of the can, it wobble weebles like a. Uh, it just looks disgusting. I don't want to eat anything that's touched it. But I don't like- want to eat it. Period. But it's and, and I like cranberries, like like craisins in like trail mix and oatmeal and things like that. I'll eat craisins, but that fucking ball of gelatinous shit, shit no, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so tangy and delightful. Ah, you nasty motherfucker. <laughs> You're nasty. You're nasty. You're a nasty motherfucker. All right, Tony, what's number two on your list? Uh, let's just go right ahead and... Uh, maybe everybody's got that. I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, my God, for this one. But fruitcake, just stop making oh, it. Sucks. Just stop making it. It wasn't on my list, I but mean, I agree with you. Unless I have uh, on my Christmas list doorstop, don't make a fucking fruitcake and give it to me. So, PC, I will say that I'm with you in principle. I will say one thing. Mass-produced fruitcake by any variety, by any manufacturer, by anybody. If it came in a package, it is horrible. Period. End of story. There are some people out there who bake a good fruitcake. Impossible. I mean, the only fruitcake I want is banana bread. Okay? <laughs> Other than that... Sign me the fuck up. Here's a big problem I have, though, with... Here's a big problem I have with fruitcake, though. Like, I imagine there are ones that can be made well, right? The cake is nice and moist and and light and everything else. But a lot of the times, you get halfway into a bite, and you don't even know what the fuck you just bit into and what's in your fucking mouth (laughs) because you can't recognize the texture or the goddamn taste, and the asshole over there in the corner is laughing, going, oh, he's eating the fruitcake, yeah, what is that green gelatinous cube? I don't what know. Is that? is that Agent a Orange? Cake, Painted it's not green. a cake of 
A good fruit cake is not a cake of fruit; is a fruit a cake with some fruit in it. I agree with you one hundred percent, but you know, it made the list. Okay, <clears throat> Jason, number two on your list. Uh, I had green beans, so I mean, I'll, I guess I'll do green beans, and then I'll give my number three, and we'll kind of bounce around a little bit because okay. number three might be a regional regional thing, but candied yams just can't do them. It's a weird combo. Uh, I just I can't do it. Cosine, that's on my list. Can't actually candied yams was at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, man. So I'll cross that uh, off of mine. I don't even have to go there. That's the thing. I like everything in it. Just when you put them all together like that, I'm like, nope. Yeah. I've never I've never had like candied yams. I've only had yams and candy. Don't so put them together. Candy yams are candy yams are basically uh, yams that are cooked with uh, some sort of combination of butter and then marshmallow melted on top of it. Oh, that could be good. No, it not not be. even in the slide. And I always hate the conversation. Oh, you just haven't had mine. I've had all of them. I don't <laughs> care. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the fruitcake discussion where they're like, oh, there are seven million different ways to make it. It's like, no, it's just marshmallow and yams, and it's not good. Yeah. That all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta get out of pot is war uh, mindset because I almost made a really bad reference that uh, <laughs> is, is, is not even appropriate on that show. Sorry. Oh boy. So Rob, what was your number two thing? Okay, well I, I had cranberry as one of mine, uh, but so the next one is pecan pie. Oh, I don't know if this is gonna work with you and I, Rob. <laughs> One, oh. I, well, What's well, wrong? I don't like nuts. I, I, I don't like any type of, of nuts. Well, then that's that's all that is. That I there think. You go. Okay. But but um. DP's but, lady he, makes a mean chocolate pecan pie, and it is uh, like, it's like you go pick it up and it's gone when you get home. You know, wow. Driving home, well, that shit's. Well, you know, I, I'll take your word for it and and all, but uh, no, thank you. She gets the <laughs> word. Interestingly she enough, gets the word I didn't you don't like think that. I liked pecan one. pie because for years and years and years <laughs> I've never tried it. I looked at it, and again, I I have this texture and this I have this thing with gelatinous things, and the the goo center of pecan pie to me always looked unappealing as hell. So I get where, and I love pecans. I love you know walnuts and almonds and all other stuff. It wasn't an issue like that. But to look at it, me, pecan pie looked disgusting. And then about, well, when Tina and I started dating, she made a homemade pecan pie one time. I was like, wait, this is actually pretty fucking good. Like, what have I been missing for the last 44 years? Can I paint a picture? Can I paint a picture? DJ has a whole bunch of people over for a really nice dinner. And then his lovely, lovely love of his life goes into the kitchen to get dessert and as she's doing that they're all sitting at the table and he puts a blindfold on <laughs> and she walks back out and goes oh he's wearing a blindfold because he likes it but he can't look at it <laughs> <laughs> if you know our relationship something like that probably would not be outside the realm of something we would do just because we share this this ridiculous symbiosis between the two of us and, and we get each other's jokes in a way other people look at us and are like you guys are dating <laughs> like, like some of the shit that just comes between the two of us all right knowing so i gave you guys my number two what's up if is to say sorry knowing your if your friends know you even half as well as we do they would watch that happen and just go all right yep that's, that's dj that's tina and dj <laughs> 
So you guys got my number two. It was Candy Yams along with Jason. PC, let's get back around to you. Number three. All right. So I already <laughs> have three gone because I was with the cranberry sauce there. So That's I have, right. Okay. I have, I have two left. Ah, uh, I think both of them are going to really piss people off. So I'll I'll, uh-huh. I'll save the, the most popular one probably for last. But eggnog, not a fan. Oh, oh me neither. I, I love like eggnog. Shit. I don't like this shit either. <laughs> I'm not sitting here was... calling it shit. I just, I am not a fan. If you put enough alcohol in it, but, I mean, that's pretty much uh, anything. It's great with Kahlua, pal. I... Honestly, though, yeah, PC, I mean, that's one of those ones that I'm like, I love eggnog, but I can totally see why people don't. Yeah. Tina sure. doesn't care for it. I, But I, I love it. I I don't drink it because it'll put the guts on you real quick. And mm-hmm. I love, and I really like milk. I like to drink milk. I think it's good for you, but I'm a skim milk person. So, you know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, well, what a cute puppy. Oh, look at the, he's, I'm telling oh. you, that dog's going to put you through the barbershop window. I, all right. Listen, I would take that dog to look at Christmas lights as well. So. Absolutely. Look at that sweetheart of the dog. Oh. He's so, he's giving, he's who actually giving Jason open is, mouth who, kisses right can, now. Who is that? Yeah. I've never been introduced <laughs> to, to <laughs> said dog. J- Jason is now French kissing his dog because he's eating food and the dog know. wants the food. Oh, geez. They look like, they look like a mama and baby bird. What's happening? <laughs> Settle down, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that was awesome. What is, can I just ask quick? I'm sorry. What's your dog's name? What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's Bucky, and he's a mutt. We have no idea. Well, he's a gorgeous mutt. Nice to meet you, Bucky. Thank you, and yes, he, that's PC. He says you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dog. I remember when they first got him, man, they had a hard time with him, but Jason would be on the show, and the dog would be just, like, crazy and barking and stuff, but you guys have done a great job of training him. I mean, would you would you have pictured this when we first got him? Hell no. He was all over the place. I'm like, God, is he ever is he ever going to get the dog under control? And, you know, here we are two years later. And to be fair, he's we're, also we're being polite, waiting for some food at the end of that plate there. Yeah, he <laughs> sure is. He actually is the only dog in the world who loves bu- buffalo chicken. Like a lot of do- people use hot sauces like, oh, you don't want your bo- dog to bite it? You know, put a little Frank's or a little hot sauce on it. Not him. He'll go right after it. And so I've got buffalo mac and cheese right now. Ooh. And so he's excited. But anyway, whose pick is it? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I think DJ froze. Uh-oh. DJ, did you but freeze? That's fine. We can keep Uh-oh. going. DJ. I think after me was... Uh- was it you, Jace, or was it Rob? Uh, I'll just go. Um, so this might be controversial, Uh-oh. but um, I, I hang on. I have to do my second to last one because my last one's gonna make people real mad. Okay, so like I, I love PC, when that happens. 
like PC, I decided to, I did all holidays. So you really wouldn't see this one at Christmas, but you'll see it at a lot of other holidays. And as a Massachusetts person, I'm probably portraying my people with coleslaw. I just don't like it. Oh, I hate coleslaw. coleslaw. It's just shred, shredded grass and dirt in oh, like. It, 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 it sucks. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I've never been a person like. We see you now, DJ, but we can't hear you. Hang but on I, a minute. Now there, there you are. are. There you are. Oh, but coming coming from a fish fry state where you get coleslaw with every fucking fish fry you go out to the bar for, I'm yeah. always like, here, who wants my coleslaw? But I do like a good slaw on like a pork or fish taco, but that's not coleslaw. So I'm with that's you. Fair. I'm with you on that, DJ. Col- you look you look like Hunter's fucking Spenbeck. gross. Yeah, you're back. Coleslaw you're back. Terrible. Cause look, look. When I waited on tables in high school, um, is it one of those kind of like knockoff? It was like this knockoff. Like um, Denny's kind of restaurant, and so we had a salad bar, and we had to make the coleslaw, and so Whoa. we had these big ass industrial sized <laughs> bags of slaw, oh. and then these big Guys, jars of, of. Close your of, eyes of, and listen to Rob, <laughs> and picture him making coleslaw. Rob, tell us exactly how you did that. Okay, these, these big ass, super sized bags of the slaw, and then these these big jars of the coleslaw dressing. And that shit smells terrible. And so, like, it, it doesn't smell so bad if you have, like, a little bit on a plate. But imagine making a big vat of that shit. Okay. I had to do that. I worked at a Long John Silver's Ooh. back in my late teens, early 20s. And the same exact thing. The big Ooh. bag of slaw, the big jug of the, the freaking the yeah. goo that they put on it. I, just nastiness, man. Jay, no way. Coleslaw, Jay, absolutely cosign. Terrible. Did you work Terrible in a, food. Did you work in a food industry place in high school? Uh, I didn't in a food industry place in high school. No. Or, or I kind of did. I worked in the. My first job was at a, a buffet. My second job was in a hospital cafeteria. I worked, so, at, I worked yeah. at McDonald's. Okay. When I was in high school, you guys steered clear of coleslaw then. Yeah, <clears throat> fucking chicken nuggets forever, bro. Oh, also, that, hey, that's my. You're speaking my language, pal. Listen, this was in the '90s when they still had the good dark meat. Oh. <laughs> also, we're all from coleslaw, and then we we have representation from I'm Massachusetts, and then Rob is Maryland, and then PC, where are you? Wisconsin. Okay, well, so uh, Baltimore and. Also, obviously, Boston have the seafood, and you guys have lake food, I would imagine. Oh, I mean, you get a fish fry every Friday. It's, like, custom. Yeah. People go out for fish. Yeah. You know, you get the coleslaw with it and, and you know, a couple pieces of rye bread, your breaded fried fish. Oh, cool. So there we are. And, and too, in Florida. I mean, you know. I'm in the- Florida. Yeah, and my mom was from yeah. Baltimore. I'm in so. Milwaukee. I'm in Milwaukee. I'm on Lake Michigan. So we're all water adjacent to the best, we're, we're the best seafood spots in the country, and you know we all hate coleslaw. Not a damn one of us likes yeah, coleslaw. Yeah, fuck you, yeah. coleslaw. Happy holidays. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Next up for me is a, a drink item, not a food item, and this comes with a sense of irony because I'm currently drinking Angry Orchard. I can't fucking stand apple cider. What the hell is it with warm apple cider and you people thinking this is like, oh. like. Oh. Ew. You live in Florida. We all live in cold temperatures. Uh, it's so I, hot I, apple juice. Well, I live in cold temperatures. It's not even apple juice. It's like sour apple juice. It's really good with whiskey. Uh, it is. 
It is 19 degrees outside right now. Oh, excuse me, 29. Thank God. Uh, 29 degrees outside right now, and you couldn't pay me. Uh, well, you could. You could pay me to do anything, but it would take uh, more than $5 to get me to have a hot al- apple cider. Hot caught chocolate, drink coffee, wow. man. Cold? I will have 32 ounces of ice cold apple cider. Same exact apple cider. You heat it up. Mm-hmm. Nope. Pass. Pass. No, thank you. All right. Tony, what you got next? All right. My last one here is a Thanksgiving staple. Uh Uh-oh. And it's that dry fucking bird called turkey. (laughs) My brother! My brother! That's my number one as well. Turkey fucking sucks. Tony, Tony and Jason are my people right now. I don't like. I used to love. I used to love turkey. You just eat. I used to eat, well. We ate it out of habit because you ate turkey for Thanksgiving. But, but um, it's one of those things. Like if if somebody cooks it right, but like ninety percent of the people don't cook it right, so it and, usually sucks. Yeah, I mean, no one undercooks it because it's a fucking bird. So what do they do? They overcook the shit out of it, and it's fucking disgusting. And it's sandpaper. I, I Make will say else. this: make a fucking pizza. If you get. If you get a good deep fried turkey, deep fried turkey hits differently. There's three does, things. Yes, I have a I have an asterisk with it, right? There's three things. Deep fried turkey. DP, master of it. Guy's a fucking excellent with make cooking meats, right? Two is a really good light turkey breast that's not overdone with a really good gravy. Okay? To me, that's yeah. good. The third one is a good turkey leg because it's the dark meat. That's it. Right. But the Thanksgiving thing where, you know, like you said, geez, the your fucking <laughs> Auntie Milda Doo doesn't know how to fucking cook a fucking, you know, hot dog. How the hell is she going to get turkey right? Yeah, she can't cook well, a hot dog, but she's got a 42-pound bird for right. a family of six. <laughs> anyone anyone who's ever has ever, like, sniffed a turkey said my mom made the best turkey Ever, ever, ever. She does the crazy thing where she'll stuff it and then, and then she'll sew it up again and put it back in the oven and do blah, 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 blah. Got pals, even that. I could just have a couple of bites and I'm just like, yeah. and I'm like, it's like eating a bird flavored sponge. And Tony, you are right because, yeah, you can't under, you, you don't want to undercook it. So what do people do? Overcook it. And what is turkey the easy, easiest bird to do? Just dry it the hell out as soon as you overcook it. Yeah. yeah. Now what is good? Hot turkey sandwich with the gravy is that's that's good. Yeah, well, that's the that's the white meat with the not overcooked and with the good gravy. You know, I mean that, yes. that's yeah. more the gravy's the hero there, where the turkey's just oh, yeah. the right consistent. You know what I'm so, saying? So what I'm hearing is that basically turkey has to have everything going for it to even <laughs> get by. That's the yeah. best description I've heard so far is, you know, it's, it's like, Absolutely. yeah, it's like the Green Bay Packers right now. Everything has to go right for them. Otherwise, it, they're not making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Tur- Turkey has to have an entourage. It doesn't stand on its own. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, Turkey right. doesn't make the uh, so belt. Who, the who belt makes Turkey. Sorry, a little wrestling reference. Uh, okay, I got, I got two left to do. All right, go for it, Rob. Hit one. All right, uh, key lime pie. That shit sucks. Yeah, I don't like it. It looks scary. With, first of all, it looks sweets. scary. First of all, it's, it's not a, my goat. It's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Look, it it is this mass of 
you know, whatever color that is, and and this at this same restaurant I used to work in high school. It better be green. Oh, it's yeah. any other color than green. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what shade. Well, I kind of hear you. Because it's not. I don't know what shade of green it is, but it's we used to sell those at that same restaurant I, I worked I, at in high school, and it just it just look it looked like it tasted terrible. Rob and has tried, a morangophobia. And, and it, it key lime pie is just it it stinks. Is it the and meringue? I don't know, but but yeah, you know, I mean, it, it it sucks. Yeah, it's not my go-to dessert, but I don't dislike it. Yeah, I, I would say key lime pie to me is inoffensive. I wouldn't <clears> eat it. Now, nah. all right, my last one on the list, and I may take some heat for this one: sweet potato fucking pie. Oh, are what, you kidding me? What is what wrong with that? you? <laughs> oh, Let me tell you something here. I love pumpkin pie. Oh, I absolutely, I am a fiend for pumpkin pie. I can eat pumpkin pie any day of the week, any time of year. I don't care what, if it's a holiday dessert or not. I worked at a hospital back in my early 20s, and I worked in the cafeteria, and they were setting out desserts, and it was like May. Sure, they're setting desserts out. I'm like, oh, man, there's pumpkin pie in May. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm in heaven. I grab myself my lunch, grab a little pumpkin pie, eat my lunch, go to take my first bite of pumpkin pie. What the hell is this? I went back and looked at the chef. I'm like, what is this shit? This isn't pumpkin pie. Like, <laughs> he said, oh, fuck you. Pie. <laughs> you insult like, my food. Fuck, fuck your beard. <laughs> what the fuck is sweet potato pie? Like, what is this? It's bad enough. It's offensive enough that you guys bastardized sweet potatoes and turned them into candied yams. Now you made a pie out of the shit, too? <laughs> So you you might have liked the taste had you known what was coming, but because it was paired with such a traumatic experience, to this day, there's only two ways I can eat sweet potatoes. One is fried sweet, like sweet potato fries. The other one's naked. And um, I can take like a whole sweet potato, chop it. It's a way that I make it. I chop it up in little nuggets. I uh, mix it in with some olive oil, some uh, rosemary, and a little bit of like sea salt and throw it in the oven and let it roast for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Those are the only two ways I can eat sweet potatoes. Any other way, you fuckers can keep them. The dude <laughs> sweet potato nuggets. <laughs> so, sweet potato pie was the big was the big number one offender on my list. Poor sweet potato pie. <laughs> All right, Tony, you got anything left on your list? No, I am fresh out, but uh, I really enjoyed this topic, and I had a good time making my list, so I, I guess that's where I'm at. All right, cool. Jason, where you at, Bubba? Uh, I had everybody because I had candied yams, ham, green beans, coleslaw, and turkey. So that was okay. all. Rob, I believe you had one more. Yes, and this, this, is gonna get me in, this may get me in trouble with my people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Black-eyed black peas can go... Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I might get I might get put in timeout for a while <laughs> but, because for saying that. But you know, um. if it makes them feel any better, I love black eyed peas. And and <laughs> Tina got me hooked on that. The, what is it for the New Year's? The the black eyed peas and the like collard greens or some type of greens. It's all yeah. significant as something I didn't even know about. I'm not a very traditional type person, so I don't know the symbolism behind black eyed peas on New Year's Day and like collard greens on there's something like the greens have to do with money. The black eyed peas is what luck and prosperity or something. Something like Does anybody that. Anybody know this? Uh, what what I. I'm, 
I, I just know that they suck. Okay. <laughs> you just know that they suck. I know that I don't like them. Okay, I know that much. Okay. <clears throat> and mainly, okay. I don't like I don't like peas at, at all. So, you know, black eyed peas are just more peas and a terrible band. Terrible band. Yeah, I don't know what you got against Fergie and Will I Am and Apple D App, Rob, but you know what? Oh, no, see, I like them. Okay. <laughs> they were they were just fine. Okay. Uh, Fergie was fine, but Will I Am wrote some horrible lyrics. Also, what do you mean was? <clears throat> no, no, she said she's still. Yeah, Fergie's still fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that well, that kind of rounds out our top five worst or least favorite holiday food items. I uh, want to thank you guys for piling up your list. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Going to wrap back around the room here just real quick. Uh, Tony, what's your plans for what's your plans for Christmas this weekend? Uh, so, like you said, vacation, Tony. I am off until that Tuesday after the New Year. Um, I recently started with a new company. They gave me so many days. I said, "All right, I'm going to turn them into 12 uh, because we. It's a nice small company that's growing, and uh, the Fridays and Mondays are given. So it's you know it's nice. Uh, heading over by my sister's Christmas Eve. Uh, her and her husband, my brother-in-law, a good friend of mine as well, good guy, uh, they have a three and a one-year-old, so my goal as an uncle was to buy the loudest and most difficult to put together toys for them um, for, for, for this Christmas. Uh, Sunday, heading over to the aunt's house where the food is always phenomenal. Not that it isn't by my sisters, just in case. Um, you know, uh, so that's what I'll be doing. A little family time and then uh, pretty much uh, just a lot of day drinking next week. That sounds like a plan, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Jason, as you take a mouthful of food, my God, I am the best at catching Jason when he takes a bite of food. <laughs> Synergy at this point, man. I'm like, I know it's coming. I hear the person wrapping up. And even when we have a, if it's Rob, I know I'm coming next. But even when we have a guest, I'm like, hmm, there's a 50-50 shot. I might have to talk next. I better stuff my mouth full of mac and cheese. No, no, I I threw you out and threw some Steiner math in there because you are next. All right. What's your plan for Christmas, Bubba? Yeah, Christmas plan. So when I was a young lad, and even before I was a young lad, before I was even a twinkle in my my dad's eye, uh, my mother developed the tradition that she would bake uh, homemade cinnamon rolls and her and my father and then her and uh, and then later years my father while she sat at home and cooked and then later later years my father and I would go deliver them while she cooked and blah 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 it became a family tradition Uh, we kept it up after she passed away and my sister has done it out of our you know childhood house since since she passed away and now that me and Emily are all grown up and we have our own house, we have adopted that Christmas tradition on, on ourselves. So we did it last year um, where I told my sister, I was like, hey, you know, give me the list. And I took all my friends and then certain people who are in the neighborhood off the family list. And I said, I will take care of these people. And so now we we do that. And so we'll do that Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, deliver, you know, soon to be baked or freshly baked, depending on the time, cinnamon rolls. And then we're just going to bop around and go to, obviously, her folks is are in, you know, her folks are in Pembroke at her sister's house, and my folks are in Pembroke. So going to be very easy to bop around and see everybody. So that's basically the plan. Nice. Uh, that's awesome that you do that. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know, if I was anywhere in the near in the neighborhood, I would definitely stop in for some cinnamon rolls. That is that is my thing right no, there. That's that's the no, it's the point, man. You don't stop in. We come to you. Christmas uh, cinnamon, cinnamon rolls are awesome. <laughs> Do you want to hear the most important part? It it it. I developed quite the uh, you know quite the endurance as a child because not one Christmas present under our tree was opened until every single roll was delivered. Ah. That's good. That's a good tradition. I like that. It is. Yep. That's good. That's good uh, family and just neighborhood bonding. So you know how you guys would wake up, run downstairs, tear into the presents? I've never done that ever in my life. Wow. The earliest I've opened presents, I want to say, is like noon. That's crazy. That's, That's actually pretty cool, though. Yep. All right, Rob, what's your Christmas weekend looking like, sir? Uh, well, uh, so I got the kids this weekend, so we're going to go to my uh, niece's house on Christmas Eve. She's having some kind of dinner or something. And then I think they're going to be with their mother. Well, they're going to spend Christmas Eve the night with me when open their presents here. And then they're going to go with their mother for Christmas Day. And so we'll, while they are with her, uh, I will probably be watching basketball games and uh making some bets <laughs> oh boy gotta keep your streak alive sir oh boy. yes I mean, there might not be any presents come christmas well, no, see, I, no, I already got the presents <laughs> and look, no look I, look I'm, i make very small i look i bet like five bucks here and there. i don't look i'm not that i'm not one of those idiots that's, that's betting like you know the the mortgage money on the buccaneers or something now nah, you just a little gentleman's bets those are okay yeah, uh, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Now my uh, my weekend, I'm off Friday through Monday. Um, Friday night, we're gonna go. Uh, Tina, my girlfriend, her parents have like two and a half acres. They live probably about a half an hour away from us. They've got two and a half acres of property, so we're actually gonna go camp out. We're gonna take the tents with us, camp out on their property for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, actually we're going to go over on Friday, uh, which is, I think the 23rd camp out that night and then camp out Christmas Eve, come home on Christmas day. Um, a little funny side story there. Um, it's supposed to, we're supposed to get a cold front for here in Florida for us. It's going to get cold. Uh, I think the highs are supposed to be in the, in the forties for like the highs and then lows in the low thirties, which for us is pretty damn cold. And Tina hates the cold. And we, one of the last times we went camping in a cold snap, we woke up and it was like 41 degrees and she was so pissed at me because she was freezing to death. I loved it. I just bundled. I've got sleeping bags that are <laughs> like 30 degree rated. Um, so I was snug as a bug in a rug, man. It was awesome for me. She absolutely hated it. So I was looking ahead at the forecast. I'm like, fuck, it's going to be cold. I just won't tell her. I'll wait until we get there that day and we get the tents all set up and, you know, I'll just let her figure it out for herself. Right. So we're walking along. I'm like, all right, this is great. This is great. We're going to do camp. We're going to camp. And I was telling my my girls at work, I was like, yeah, it's going to be cold. Tina hates it. And my warm girl's like, well, I'll just text her and let her know that it's going to be cold. I'm like, you better not, um, or I'll put you on diagnostic testing. And diagnostic testing is like a fate worse than death in our office. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I won't say anything to her. I promise. I'm like, good, don't, because I'll put you over there for two weeks. <clears throat> so I get home last night. <laughs> Tina's like, so mom tells me we may not want to camp out Friday and Saturday night because it's going to be super cold. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like her mom fucking <laughs> tried to ruin it for me. I'm like, so <laughs> I told my girls at work. I'm like, yep, 
I'm going to have to put Tina's mom on diagnostic testing this week <laughs> just because she screwed it up for me. <laughs> but we're still going to check it out. I mean, it's supposed to be pretty nice, but it is going to be cold. We'll see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do Christmas Eve and day with her family. Uh, we're going to take a little side trip. Uh, my aunt is doing a little get-together at her house on Christmas Eve. We'll spend a couple hours over there. Um, and then I'm back to work on Tuesday. I don't get all these vacation days like Tony does. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Mm. All right. And I hope everybody listening to this show has just an awesome holiday season, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, um, just, you know, be safe, have a good time, enjoy your time with your family, your friends, your loved ones. And, you know, that's, that's, that's all we can hope for anybody. The last couple of years have been a little rough. Uh, 2022 for me has been kind of shit. I'm ready to flush this one down the toilet. Um, but Going to make the best of it, and, and I hope everybody else here does, too. Amen. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break here, um, and when we get back from the commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, WB and DC movie news. James Gunn and The Rock uh, making the news for all the wrong reasons this week. We'll get back to that after this commercial break. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we're back here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, right before the break, I did tease we were going to talk a little bit of DC movie news. We are going to slide right into the bandwagon nerds lane here uh, and take over some of their territory and uh, talk some uh, some DC movie news. Uh, the Rock and James Gunn, as I said before the break, uh, really kind of kind of kind of made some waves for all the wrong reasons and uh, went back and forth and. It's kind of the general consensus that The Rock needs to take a little bit of an L here. Um, James Gunn recently named head of, you know, DC's movies moving forward. And it, it really le- looks like, at least for all intents and purposes, the guy's going to score earth here. Um, it, it seems like uh, they started with, the, you know, Henry Cable announcing... You know, he, he was teased at the end of Black Adam that Henry Cable was coming back at Superman. He released not, what, 48 hours ago, or was it last week? Like, the timeline is all jacked up for me right now. That released an official statement that he is not coming back as the Man of Steel. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, uh, just, you know, different things from Black Adam not performing as well as they had hoped it would and the rock making several statements about that trying to defend the theatrical run trying to defend um the accelerated release to was it apple tv that they released it to i know it just came out on hbo max this weekend but they released they they accelerated the digital release and i can't remember what platform they released it on tony do you have do you know that I luckily for you, you have the least intelligent nerd from the bandwagon nerds. So no, I'm oh, not awesome. Sure. Good. I, I'm, I'm not, glad I came no, to no, the no. show prepared. Listen, tonight. listen. <laughs> I'm no, 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 no. I I don't know what platform that was, but we've talked about this story for a while. So yeah, just just uh, we'll get into it. And I I got a lot. I'm very well versed on what's going on here. Okay, then we will we will wrap back around the room on that, Rob. Let's let's start with you. Um, and I know you and I did an episode talking about the Zack Snyder 
vision for the DC extended universe and, you know, what we thought of Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and all of Zack's movies and everything that was all tied into that. We had that discussion a couple years ago. Um, moving forward with the, let's start with the James Gunn being a, appointed head of, in wrestling vernacular, head of creative. Um, what was your initial thoughts with that? Um, I don't have a problem with it. <clears throat> it's um, look at the end of the day, they had to, they had to get somebody to be like in charge, um, and obviously, look, the, the, well, look, the big issue is that the movie, that half of the movies didn't make as much money as they were supposed to, right? And look, they, and you you can get into arguments every day on the internet about which ones were good and which ones weren't, and all of that, and they're. Very, you know, people have very strong, loud opinions about that on both sides. Um, that's part of the problem, um, and <clears throat> that you know they're trying to do a movie franchise here, so you got to have, you know, I don't know, sixty-five, seventy-five percent of the people saying that the movies are good. You know, um, they they never got to that point. You know, they maybe got like to fifty-fifty. I mean, except for a few cases. I mean, most people like the first Wonder Woman movie and all, but but for a lot of those movies, it was fifty-fifty or you know, very loud fifty-fifty as far as the audience approval and the critics trashed a lot of those movies, and half of them didn't make as much money they were supposed to. So when that happens, you you know, um, it was only a matter of time. This probably would have happened earlier if COVID hadn't happened. Um, and, you know, look, I mean, well, Gunn is coming. He's coming over from Marvel. He's been sitting under Kevin Feige for several years. So hopefully he has some idea of how to do these movies so that they will be successful and make more money. Um, <clears throat> that's what it comes down to. And, um, like as much as I like the the stuff from you know Snyder's movies, the ones I liked, I, I really liked a lot. Um, there only like one or two that I really didn't like, but at the end of the day, there weren't enough people with my opinion. But there weren't enough people who shared my opinion of those movies for them to continue on like they're going. Um, so they were going to have to do this, um, and just like when the football team fires the coach and brings in a new coach. Um, yeah, there might be some good players on that team, but the new coach may not want those good players. He may, he just may want to start over. And so then those, however good those players are, they, you know, they, they get traded or whatever. Um, so I think that's what's going on here. And look, it sucks. I mean, I wanted to see Cable do another Superman movie. Um, because, look, I mean, the only casting choice that I wasn't cool with with Snyder was Ezra Miller and not in on and off screen. Um, and I think that's probably the case for most of us. But, I mean, I really dug all his other casting choices. And it would have been nice to stick with them. But at the end of the day, he's he's been brought in to turn the thing around and, and you know, to churn out movies that are going to make more money across the board and not 50 50 and so he probably you know he looked everything over and just said uh 
all right, I need to start over with this. And so he look, he's probably going to keep because he, he did the second Suicide Squad movie, so he's probably going to keep those people around. And um, he did the Peacemaker thing with Cena also, so he'll keep those people just like the same way. If, if a new coach comes in and he has some of his guys already on the team, well, he keeps those guys, right? Um, so that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, so it, I mean, it sucks to see some of these changes being made, but at the end of the day, the team wasn't winning. So, I mean, yeah. is what it is. There may have been some foreshadowing when you speak of Peacemaker. When you think of the very last scene in Peacemaker, and there's a little bit of spoiler here if you haven't seen it, uh, they bring in at least what appears to be Zack Snyder's Justice League. You have Ezra Miller there as the Flash. You have Jason Momoa there as um, Aquaman. Aquaman. But then you have ambiguously Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's not real clear who's to who's playing those parts. And the last thing that I read was in terms of the Flash movie, both Gal Gadot and Henry Cable's cameos have been removed from that Flash movie. Tony, you look like you're you're shaking your head. So what do you, what do you know that I don't know or that I'm misreading? I don't even expect that Flash movie to get released. A whole bunch. You think of, it's going to go the way of the Batgirl movie? Uh, that's happening. So. And I don't think James Gunn had any idea he was going to be in charge of of all of DC when he was doing that that last you know episode of Peacemaker. But he has come out and said not everybody's getting replaced, right? And Rob hit the big point of these might be famous actors that we all connect with, but nobody went to spend money on them. Nobody did. This is right? true. And <clears throat> The Rock was probably just biting off as much you know, the rock saw the writing on the wall and that's why he went and had the meeting to go get oh henry in there in in the closing scene because that was shot after everything was done like he had to go ask him to come do that but i i listen if you're a nerd or you're not a nerd and you want to maybe see what he's about to do go read kingdom come because it sounds like they're going to start with the young clark kent and then move forward to the end of like like this is a long long drawn out thing you're going to have what you have in marvel is what they want to do so and let's not forget peter saffron is also in charge with james gunn as well so i think the biggest thing moving forward is who's going to stay who's going to go how deep are they going to go into the young Clark Kent? Not the still living at home, Smallville kind of thing, but after that, just getting acclimated, working <laughs> at, at the Daily Planet and everything else. So I think that's where they're going. I wouldn't be surprised if Ezra Miller is, and that movie does not even get released. Hard reset. I mean, maybe Shazam, maybe Momoa, uh, but a lot of tertiary things. And they also said they want to keep everything with one of each thing, whether it's animation, whether it's TV or it's cinema. It's all going to be synergetic. Yeah, I did read that, that they wanted it all to tie together. Well, so. and that's the thing that they've been missing for a long time. Even with the movies that did well, those movies didn't sell action figures. Those the, movies didn't sell Lego kits. Those movies didn't sell T-shirts. Those movies didn't um, anything more than the, a Batman logo and a Superman logo T-shirt would sell. Well, and that's the big question is Robert Pattinson. You bring up Batman is, is will that carry forward? Cause a lot of people love that. There was not a bad, a lot of bad reviews for that. That was well-received money was made. There was a good setup moving forward, 
Paul Dano playing the Riddler in that movie could should get a fucking Oscar nomination, by the way. And I, I mean, coincidentally, I, he's the only thing about that movie I liked. I'm in the minority on this panel that did not care for the the, the new Batman it's just, film. As far as I've heard, that's the only thing people are really wondering, is that going to get kept or not? Right? I mean, everything else is pretty much tertiary. I'm sorry. Even, you know, it, it's Batman and Superman. That's DC. I'm a Flash, well, Flash guy, and I'm saying still... everything else is tertiary. Flashpoint is going to be something... I would be that one will kind of shock me if it ends the way of Batgirl. I kind of cavalier, cavalierly said that a minute ago. Don't you think if they because, were to do Flashpoint, they would have just kept all the same people, though? Well, my thing is, are they going to do Flashpoint as just like an HBO Max offering? Hey, here's the end of the the real end of the universe. Oh, just God, because it's so far nothing. done. No, you're getting nothing. Well, hang on, because the big thing with Batgirl that apparently everybody that no one wanted to say is. Yes, it was expensive. Yes, we're going in a different direction. Yes, there was this problem. Yes, there was that problem with it. But it also sucked. I can like they got to the end and they're like, "This sucks." So if Flashpoint sucks, maybe. If anything, I just, if anything, I can tell you one guarantee is there will be no continuation of anything previous at all ever. There will not be another dime spent on it. Period. Even if they have oh, lose, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Even oh, if they yeah. lose million yes. dollars on Flash movie that doesn't come out. Yeah, I, I think even. I think the Flashpoint movie would be the last thing if they even did think, and they might re-edit it to totally at the end of the movie we reshape because that's how Flashpoint ends in the comics, guys. The entire universe gets redone, and everybody gets new costumes. Everybody got new history. Everybody DC basically rebooted their continuity. the The story you're halfway done telling does what you want to do. Well. The best Flash story ever told was happening while they were fucking up the movie side, and it was on TV for the CW, and Grant Gustin, like, knocked it out of the fucking park. So if you've never seen the Flash that was on TV with CW, that six, seven, eight seasons is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I fully co-sign on that. I loved the CW Flash show. The Arrowverse was amazing. The Arrowverse is the most cohesive thing. Aside from the the animated movies that cohesively told a story, um, yeah, the Arrowverse is one of the most one of the best things that. And, and quite frankly, I love the the Arrowverse stuff more than most of the Marvel TV shows that we've done. I love all of the Arrowverse shows, and the Arrowverse literally brought me to professional wrestling and brought me to this podcast. But I will tell you that. Almost all of the shows, if at least they went long enough, uh, not Black Thunder or excuse me, uh, Black Lightning, but everyone lost their way in the middle. There are like at least one or two of every show in the middle, one or two seasons that are just I lost complete interest. It was very weird, but but I, all I thought they were all very well cast. I thought they were all very well, you know, put together, um, cohesive enough. I loved all the crossovers. Like the last of the Crisis on Infinite Earths crisis, was freaking yeah. amazing. Crisis was yeah. great. This was incredible. Yeah. I wish, and I understand for licensing purposes why they can't. I wish they would release that as a cohesive Blu-ray. You know, with all what was it, five episodes between all five shows? Yeah. Right. I wish they would release that as, and they they won't. I think I think I read somewhere that if you bought that season of Arrow, you could get them all kind of tied together in one consecutive episode i don't know that to be true right because the problem with that was in that late in time when they kept doing the crossovers the the last great one with the par- paradigm <clears throat> or paradox of love or whatever they call them right paragon 
Paragon, thank you. I knew it was a para. Um, they, they were like four different shows, right? It yeah. was Supergirl, it was Flash, it was uh, <coughs> Arrow, and then it was Legends of Tomorrow. So not only yeah. did you just have – you get the one show on the season, you know. Yeah. I think what it was with them releasing them all in one Blu-ray is they couldn't market it as a movie because the TV and the movie licensing is separate. So to release all the episodes together in one cohesive release, you'd have to release it as a quote unquote movie. And they couldn't do that, which was, which is annoying. It's, um, it's weird. They couldn't do like a flash, you know, or not or a crisis um, set or something like, Hey, here's an episode from each one, you know? Yeah. Right, maybe they'll work it out somewhere down the line, but you know, getting, getting back on topic, Jason, what are your initial thoughts? Like what's your excitement level for James Gunn? I know you're a big Marvel fan. I don't know what your thoughts were on guardians of the galaxy or the, uh, the new suicide squad movie. What's your excitement level for James Gunn taking over and moving forward? I love it. Cause we, you, you know, he's, he's saving the territory basically. <laughs> He's coming but is he? Because everybody said the same thing about Jeff Johns. Remember when they brought Jeff Johns on board and Jeff Johns was going to save everything? Like Jeff Johns was like, the, the, they put this guy over to the moon. He was going to bring everything together. He was going to whittle everything down. How much of the problems with WB are actually studio involvement versus? Because the problem with Jeff Johns is they gave him the shows. Oh, he was and in charge of the movies too, pal. Yeah. The shows were and how well involved they were and whatnot. As soon as when he was in charge of DC and all that stuff, he had so little influence over the movies. It's not even funny. So that's the that was the problem there. Um, and that's they need. I don't know if James is the one person to do this, but there's two problems. There's one, the continuity of just whether you like it or not. People want the interconnected universes. That's what's going right now. That's the way entertainment is going right now. Marvel set the standard. Congratulations. You're now following the standard if you want to be successful. That's fine. So we got to get that continuity reestablished and all that good stuff and get and get uh, get our Superman, get our Batman, get our Wonder Woman, get our Flash, get our Green Lantern. Pray God, please, God, do Green Lantern, right? Um, and John Stewart, leave Hal Jordan I uh, I'd rather Kyle at this point, but or Guy. I I mean John John. We've done too much. He was in the cartoon, you know. I have not seen a live action John Stewart yet. Well, yeah, but I lo I love John too. But in any case, so get the continuity right. Get the characters. Get the icons. Get the paragons. You know, you want these people to embody those characters and be those characters, like Chris Evans was with Captain America. You know, like you know, Kendrick Cavill kind of was with. Uh, with Superman until you screwed that up. But in any case, get the continuity straight and then figure out your marketing. Because, I, and I know that's easy to say, but it's not just that they make good movies, guys, with Marvel. They make good movies and they release awesome action figures that go with those movies. And there are Lego sets that go with these movies. And there are t-shirts that, that goes with these movies. And there are, you know, collectible cups, etc., etc., etc. I... Like, aside from right when the movie comes out, like, for a week, I feel like I didn't see any any of that stuff. Yeah. So I feel like it is, the problem is, it's a property, not a, not it's an a. It's IP, yes. Exactly. So you're not talking, you, when, when you're talking to WB about Superman, you're actually talking to seven different people. 
Because you have to talk to the animated Superman. You have to talk to, well, the guy who's in charge of, the animated Superman, the comic book Superman, the, the webtoon Superman, the, um, the movie Superman. And you just need to put, get a Kevin Feige or, and put all those ducks in a row, recast and reassemble and go forward. So let me pose this question to the group, and I'll start with Rob here. Um, I got into a kind of a Twitter debate. We'll, we'll call it a debate with someone uh, that you know we all know. And, and the argument from a lot of people is that DC, and this is a picture that Jason just painted, we're trying to, I don't want to use the word copy, but we are trying to follow a template that Marvel has laid out. A lot of people's argument was they really felt like DC was trying to quote unquote copy Marvel. Now, the, Jason just painted a very interesting picture that is very much copying Marvel. Rob, do you think that's going to be met with some scrutiny and, and some, some pushback? Because a lot of people didn't want DC to make Marvel movies. Now we've hired a guy who is very much going to follow that template. Rob, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that the... Most people, it's, it's almost like the same thing with wrestling. Most people just want something that's entertaining. Um, and now, because Marvel does the connected universe thing, and because DC are also comic book movies with superheroes, I, I think the general audience is expecting it to be that kind of thing. Um, and so, I mean, I mean, it's kind of what you want. I mean, because look. Ultimately, you want, you know, a Justice League movie where Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and everybody come together to fight, you know, Darkseid or the Anti-Monitor or whatever. I mean, that's where you want it all to go. And so, I mean, who cares that Marvel, you know, did that first? I think, honestly, I think most people, most people would be fine if, if you got MCU with DC characters, most people watching would be perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, cause you know, I mean, and, and I'm talking about from like the tone and everything, because I mean, yes, I mean, Snyder tried to do something different. He wanted to do something. He wanted to tell different kinds of stories with a different tone and all of that. And ultimately that got rejected. Um, it got rejected by movie critics. It got rejected by, you know, most of the prominent you know, bloggers and podcasters out there. And it got, you know, and it, it, it was not, it was rejected by enough of moviegoers that the thing wasn't successful. So I think in general, generally, moviegoers will be perfectly happy if they just want some fun, entertaining movies. And they're not, I mean, they're they're not going to make a big deal about, you know, quote unquote, copying Marvel or whatever. Cause I mean, they're both making comic book movies. So, you know, Marvel and DC copy each other all the time for, from characters to storylines. And I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I think, I think the template was inevitable. We're talking about hundreds of characters per IP that you're trying to weave into stories. So the, the, the world building, the universe building was going to happen. So I, I always, wring my hands when these people say, oh, DC was just copying Marvel. There was no copying. This was going to happen. Marvel just beat them to the punch. Well, they're, know, com they're comic book stories. Also, I mean, exactly. Guys, we've seen DC's copying Marvel, and Marvel's been copying DC for, what, almost 100 years now? 
Why? Why not? Let's just take it to the movies. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, for for, for every dark side, we've got an apocalypse, or vice versa, um, or uh, not apocalypse, um, dark side, and uh, what the hell? Just fell right out of my head. Listen, listen. Until James Gunn and Peter Safran come out and say the first movie of the new DCU stars Machine Head or Steel, they're not copying Marvel, right? Because right. those are like two versions of Iron Man, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like you want to copy Marvel? Go with Machine Head. He creates Monitor, right? I mean, it's <laughs> like the same wait, fucking. Wait, 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 a rich dude with no superpowers and daddy issues who has hmm, uh, no. You're right. There's nobody like, like that. You're, yeah. you're you're telling me that like Ford copied Microsoft because they were successful. It's it doesn't. It, it, yes, we're trying to be successful, and it's comic books where you know stories have synergy like like we like you guys brought up there so that that shit is just totally dismissive to me uh, i mean people who don't get that don't understand what they're trying to consume as content right what, what i thought has been interesting over the last 24 hours is james gunn and the rock pretending to play nice on social media after gunn pretty much ran the rock out of the territory I mean, well, if a... The Rock was really smart in Black Adam, he would have barely been in it, the first one. Because they they had Dr. Fate and they had Hawkman, who were both played by immaculate actors and were the highlights of that fucking movie, by the way. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. then you'd have been really anticipating. It would have been wrestling. Oh, he's going to be here. Oh, he's got to be wrestling for the title. And he does a five second promo at the beginning of the show and you don't see him again. So now you're waiting for the next time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, honestly, I don't know if it's true or not. It probably, I don't know. But if the rock really did turn down a spot in Shazam two, Oh, get out. Like, yeah, it's gone. Don't let the door kick ass on the way back on the way out. That's an I own this right here. That's an I own this lightning bolt on my chest, and I'm not showing up for that. You know, Shazam. Speaking of Shazam, might be one of one of few characters kept. I mean, that movie makes money with Z- that. Zachary with that Levy actor. has has kind of uh, insinuated that he is still he's going to have a job if it when the dust settles. Yeah, and um, I mean, and, and that's doable because. Because Shazam was just disconnected enough right, from the Snyder universe yep. that you can move the you can easily slot this guy right into whatever their their plan is going forward. Yeah, and, and let me just interject real quick. Um, yeah, I'm still look. I mean, it's it was it was kind of doomed from the start um, because look, as much as I liked most of what Zack Snyder did. I mean, if you wanted to have something that was going to appeal to a larger number of people like Marvel is doing, then you probably shouldn't have hired Zack Snyder in the first place. Because, um, you know, look, he, he has his way. He does what he does. And. Rob, you would want... you Rob, would you agree that the problem is people that didn't like what he did when it was released won't go back and watch the Snyder cut? Because that's really good, even if you need to watch it. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, because they, oh, they cut that down for you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, am I jumping oh, the horse here? I'm sorry. Or jumping the shark? No, no, no. I was going to say, I, was, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because I know the horse by the I, fin. 
because I know I know a lot. There are a lot of people who you know I kind of interacted with on social media and whatnot, and they they refused. Basically, they they planted the flag on you know Snyder sucks, and so they they weren't even trying to you know even no. if they did watch even even if they did watch the Snyder cut, they were still like, well, you're still basically the same thing. You know, Stop it. If you already yeah. dislike the guy, you can't be like, no, 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 I promise. Watch the six-hour movie and it'll change your mind. I well, agree with you on that, but it was better six hours. It was. Snyder Cut was leaps and bounds better than the Whedon Cut. Well, it's yes. also, story. But I'm also telling you, if you hated Justice League, no, you're not going to watch like Justice League yeah. Snyder Cut. You're not going to win. Look, people made up their mind right. about Zack Snyder, so they were not... Um, and look... It, they decided the people. They decided to die on the hill. Yeah, yeah, well, with Zack Snyder. So they they were not going to, they were not going to dig the Snyder cut of Justice League regardless. Um, and it's just, look, I mean, it, it. That's what it was. People, a lot of people, particularly like a lot of, again, like a lot of bloggers and you know, whatnot. They they well, the dug their heels in. About. They they dug their heels in when it came to Snyder, and they weren't going to change their mind. And so you were kind of stuck. And so once, you know, when the Batman versus Superman came out and that got trashed by so many people, that was that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, and it just was. And again, that they, they probably just shouldn't. They shouldn't again. They shouldn't. In my opinion, they just shouldn't have hired him because he look. He had a bunch of movies under his belt already. You know what he does. You know how he works. You know what type of st- storytelling he does. If you didn't want that, then you shouldn't have hired them. There, there were two things about the bloggers that I thought were really egregious with their their criticism of Zack Snyder. One were the people that watched The Watchmen and just didn't care for it. Like, well, the okay, Watchmen's excellent. The Watchmen is fucking incredible, and I'll die on that hill that the movie was fucking incredible. And it, a lot of people got pissed off because he didn't include the squid at the end. Like the the, the big reveal at the end is that you know. Ozzy Mendes has the squid. It takes out New York. There's this whole thing. A lot of people were pissed off about that. (laughs) To me, the movie ending, one, cinematically made more sense, and two, just made more sense in the context of the story. The story that they're telling is that the world is on the brink of nuclear war. Okay? The clock is set at two minutes to midnight. The whole book is hinging on nuclear war. And Ozzy Mendes' whole plan is he's trying to bring the world back from the brink of war with this big thing that makes the world think that we're under attack by aliens and we're all going to come together. So your big reveal, we're on the brink of nuclear war and your big reveal is a squid. Okay? You drop a squid on Manhattan and kill millions of people. Bullshit. I thought the movie ending where he used, framed Dr. Manhattan and made it look like Dr. Manhattan nuked New York made much more sense in the context of the movie. A lot of people were on Zack Snyder's ass over the way that the Watchmen went. I thought he made as faithful a movie as anyone possibly could have. Were there little inconsistencies? Absolutely. The second thing is they went into this with this whole thing of they watched Man of Steel. And I, again, Man of Steel is for me during that time period, one of my top three superhero movies of that time. And again, a hill I'll die on. But their their argument is the portrayal of Superman. That's not my Superman. Superman doesn't do this. Superman doesn't kill. Superman does. Why doesn't he? Why can't we go on this journey? Why can't we find out why Superman kills? Because at the end, when he snaps Zod's neck, that's all everybody saw. 
Nobody paid attention to the 30 seconds afterwards where you can tell that Clark is absolutely gutted by this impossible choice that he had to make. Like you guys missed all the nuance of that. The incredible storytelling that went on in that three minutes of, of, of film, everybody missed that and they just stayed on Zack Snyder's ass and nobody was here for the journey. You know, everybody, for whatever reason, we were we went on a 10-year journey with Marvel to get to Endgame, but we didn't give Zack Snyder one film. Like, I, I, that just, to this day, still irks me with some of these bloggers. True, but uh, to, to that last point, I'd say people were having a rollicking good time with Iron Man 1, Captain America 1, Thor, etc., etc. By the time... We, we got to that point. It's like, okay, now there are three movies we don't like. So I can understand where they're like, okay, this is kind of dumb. But I'm not one of those people, but I can at least understand the thinking. DC needs to tell a story about the most popular characters in a fashion that hasn't been told before. And a young Superman leaving the farm and just starting out in Metropolis and actually becoming a superhero without his parents by his side every night when he comes home um that's a great start because it's all listen comic books are all about and i'm uh, do what you got to do marvel diehards and the rest of the world etc etc batman and superman they trump everybody period end of story so you got to get those right if you want to do it on the dc side doesn't have to be up front and in your face you can start with something else and like you guys said green lantern holy shit untapped fucking how about a you talk about one of the biggest movies coming out is going to be uh a, another spideyverse movie right yeah talk yeah. about a green lantern universe think about that i mean you guys mentioned everybody that plays green or all the all the you know physical human beings that are green lantern that's a story that's yeah. a big fucking story. Well, here's the thing. You were talking about, you know, let's let's get Superman right. What exactly is Superman right? Because you take a lot of the criticism that people had with Man of Steel. That's not my Superman. That's not the Superman we want. Brian Singer gave you the Superman you all say you wanted, what, six years earlier? And everybody shit on that one, too. They get, Brian Singer gave us the closest to a Christopher Reeve slash comic book Superman as we're going to get on TV. And everybody shit on that one. So then Zack Snyder tried to change it up a little bit. Okay, you don't like the Boy Scout. You want a little bit of gray area here. Let me give you some gray area. And everybody shit on that one. Is there any pleasing the fans in a way that is going to make DC a sustainable amount of money to make them want to do another Superman movie is there a way to please all the people when it comes to Superman? Yeah, First uh, of all, we are the mindless wrestling Everybody, everybody, wa- everybody wanted to answer that question. That was yeah, so yeah, good. Everybody had their hands okay. up on that one. That was awesome. That's when you know you're good at hosting. Yeah. <laughs> mindless wrestling fan. What was your question again, DJ? Please. Okay, let me repeat, and then Jason, you can go first. Brian Singer gave us what we thought we wanted as a Superman. He gave us the closest thing to a Christopher Reeve slash comic book accurate Superman as we're going to get in modern times. Nobody liked it. Everybody shit on it. Everybody was tired of the Boy Scout Superman. Zack Snyder said, okay, you want gray area? Let me give you some gray area Superman. Everybody shit on that one. Is there a way to 
salvage Superman and please all the people with a with a with a Superman character. Jason, go first. I was gonna say you asked it a slightly different way. It was how do you please these fans? Stop right there, you don't. Okay. Stop right there, you don't. Stop trying to make it for us. Don't make it for us. Don't make it for the nerds. Make it so the common idiot man can understand it from the beginning and then go from there. That's exactly what Marvel did. They Yes, they threw in in-jokes and they threw in things like that and they kept the stories the same, obviously. So there wasn't much for us to bitch about. Regard, uh, there wasn't much for us to complain about in the beginning. Just make movies for folks. That's why they changed it from a giant squid monster to a Dr. Manhattan explosion. Because it translates to the silver screen better and it's easier for the common folk to understand who don't live and die by these comic book rules who understand, you know, squid monsters and people who die can come back to life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're making these movies to make money. That means the common man needs to go in there and say, wow, I had a really good time. So okay. you got to make more for the common folk. All right. Rob, you had your hand up. Go. Okay. Um, well, part of the problem is that like a lot of these folks who these people who write about these things and make videos about these things they all came up on the christopher reeve superman and everything else, everybody else is a substitute teacher basically um <laughs> and funny. i mean i mean accurate though yeah that's I why mean, i mean i was like that's that's a great analogy and so basically um you have to do something that makes them feel like they're watching the Christopher Reeve movies again, even though, I mean, the third and fourth movies in those series were bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but, um, but you leave Richard Pryor alone. Sir. Oh, no, no, well, okay. no slander. Okay. No, no, I, <laughs> it's more, all right. Um, I, oh, I almost went positive. But, um, um, but that's, you know, people want that feeling again. And you have to do something that gives the people, the, the, the gatekeepers, the media gatekeepers, you have to give them something that makes them feel like they're watching Christopher Reeve again. That's what you have to do. Because if you give them that, then they will give you the glowing reviews and all of that stuff. And then, like Jason said, you got to make it simple for the, the common man. And so if you do those two things, it'll succeed. Um, that's what you have to do. And, and part, look, you just have to accept that. Okay. I mean, I mean, you just have to, right. You can't, you can't do something different. All right. I, I mean, you can't. And, yeah. and as much as look, we would all like to see some nuance or whatever that ain't going to work. They, you know, they tried that and people aren't here for that. And so you gotta, basically you gotta just swallow it and do the thing that will get, you know, that will get over with the gatekeepers and and get over with enough of the common folk and then just that's what you got to do. You know, I mean, because look, people will accept different interpretations of Batman because there have always been a million interpretations of Batman, right? There's been silly Batman. There's been like Frank Miller Batman. There's been in between. And they're, they always they all exist at the same time in different mediums. Crazy people Batman. will accept that. Killing joke. Yeah. yeah, people will accept that. What? 
you know, they'll accept whatever interpretation of Batman you want to put into these movies. They'll they'll accept it because they know there are a million different interpretations of Batman. Um, but for most people, there's only one Superman. That's Christopher Reeve. So you have to give them something that makes them feel like they've got Christopher Reeve again. Otherwise, they are not going to be here for it. They're going to reject that shit. Um, and I know you, you brought up the Brian Singer movie and uh, I guess people didn't think it was a good enough, you know, imitation, I guess. I don't know. But okay. I mean, but you have to give them but you, you got to give them Christopher Reeve. You have to because they're not going they're not going to take anything else because for way too many people. That is Superman. That is what they grew up on. That is the only Superman they know. And they are not here for anything different. They don't want to hear that shit. And they will tell you very loudly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tony, you got any thoughts on this? Superman is someone you love and grow to hate. While Batman is someone you're not sure about, but you grow to love. Okay. Do you understand the dissecting dichotomy and where we all go back to redemption, that's what it's about. Like, you, you talk about... Uh, Batman Batman is not ever on the same page as Superman. Period. End of story. Yeah. That's your story. Because those are your two guys. And the tertiary things around it, they're better because you're not expecting it. It's all wrestling. It really is. It's telling a story... And and like like bandwagon nerds, I say it's all Star Wars. Yeah, it's all Star Wars. So make sure you're bouncing your heels and your faces up and down, and your two mains are Superman and Batman. You have Stone Cold in Batman, and you have Superman in The Rock. Like literally, if you can book that like that territory, think about that. That's huge. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Almost like with the, um, I mean, for the most part, but then once in a while they either fight each other or they team up. Okay. Yeah. And um, well, I think like um, well, like if you if you compare it to the Star Wars movies, right? I mean, with uh, with a, you know with the sequel trilogy, and like nobody wanted to see Sad Luke Skywalker, even though look there was a, even though I mean. Was it well written and well acted and all of that? Yeah, but people didn't want to see Sad Luke Skywalker. They just didn't. Okay, didn't give a damn how well the story was written or whatever. Nobody want people did not want to see Sad Luke Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. And so when you gave him Sad Luke Skywalker, people rejected that shit. Yeah, I, I won't go do too far down that no, road, no. but as standalone films, the sequels were pretty damn good. When you remove what you knew from the original trilogy, the, the Star Wars sequels were pretty damn good. But I, well, I, mean, I won't go down that road tonight. Well, no, but... that's, that's, a, that's a talk for another day. Yeah. Yes, but, um, wow, that, but, that was another three hours of the podcast right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we're not I mean, do that we were, these folks we were all right. like, well, hold on, hold on a second. No, 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 no. I'm going to cut you off right there, though, because we're these folks are already rocking with us for going on two hours, and we got a little bit more to talk about oh. yet before we call the go home. Oh wow! Okay, it is on two hours. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I I think moving forward, we can say goodbye to the Snyderverse. I loved everything about the Snyderverse. I will continue to love it. It exists as it is. Jason's got his got his lightsaber. He is ready for a he is ready for a Star Wars episode. We are going to do that on another night. <laughs> 
Uh, interested to see what James Gunn does moving forward. Sad to see Henry Cable go. Uh, whatever happens with Gal Gadot, again, hate to see her go. I thought she was a fantastic Wonder Woman. Uh, and Jason Momoa, again, up in the air. But where they go moving forward, let's let's hope for the best on this. I have faith in James Gunn. I enjoyed both of the, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I liked the new Suicide Squad well enough. Um, and I have thought Peacemaker was incredible. So we've teased, we've mentioned, we've paraphrased pro wrestling all night. Let's talk a little bit of graps here tonight before we call the go home. Uh, Want to get in here real quick and take a little bit of a, I say personal note only because I've worked with this guy before and, you know, was introduced to him when I first got into the wrestling business. And we failed to mention this last podcast because again, we went, we went long about a week and a half ago, uh, backstage hand and long-term wrestling veteran Jamie Noble wrestled his last ever professional wrestling match in front of a live crowd for WWE. Uh, awesome to see that. Uh, Jamie Noble, I met him back in, let's see, I think I got in the business in 97. And the, the story of how I got into the business, we can tell on a different day. But I met Jamie Noble. He'd been in about two or three years. Super nice guy. Super, like, I... A little guy, little guy, like shorter than me. I'm not a real big guy, but he was super cool, had a bit of experience coming in, and he was one of the guys that I got to train under and train with a bit. And just good head for the business. Um, again, easy to work with in the ring, would give you everything and take very little from you in training. Same thing in the ring, very giving in the ring. Um, and he was so fun because I remember when when Cliff, Cliff was the guy that, that ran the school, Cliff was very old school, very, very old school Southern wrestling. First thing he told us was, I don't teach that lucha shit in here. You want to do that lucha shit, you go somewhere else. Well, Jamie Noble was one of the pioneers of the lucha shit in America. You know, he was there with the Jerry Lynn's and, you know, all those guys. And he so he did a lot of lucha stuff when Cliff wasn't looking. And I was a little guy. <laughs> So he was a guy he could get, I, I was a guy he could get in there and do the lucha shit with. And I remember he had this one spot that he liked to call. And he he whipped me off the ropes and he'd say, All right, you gonna get up there, you're gonna bounce off the second rope, you're gonna bounce backwards, you're gonna land on my shoulders. And I'm like, What the hell? You're shorter than me. And I'm like terrified this guy's gonna drop us both and break both of our necks. Strong as a freaking ox, man. Like Jamie Noble, every single time I would bounce back, I'd end up on his shoulders and we'd go into a victory roll. Like that was his favorite spot to do in class. And if I'd ever gotten to work a match with him, um, like one-on-one, -on -one, I promise you he would have called that spot because we, in class, we finally figured it out to perfection. Um, personal note with me, Jamie Noble was the first person on the other side of the ring when I did my first match. I started as a manager. I was managing my friend, uh, Fast Eddie, the pizza delivery guy, the original pizza guy. Um, and Jamie Noble under a hood was our first opponent. And it was really funny because Jamie wrestled two matches that night. He wrestled later on. He wrestled uh, Alex the Pug Porto as himself. He was going under the name Jamie Howard at the time. Um, but he wrestled us as a gimmick called the Spider. And it was pretty much just him under a hood and then like a full body glove like wetsuit, which had to be horribly hot to wear to the <laughs> And I remember me and Eddie are in the back and he comes up and he's wearing this body glove suit. But it was like half the lettering was worn off. So one of the guys in the back, like the B was missing. So you can hear Dave in the back. And I don't know if it came through on the video because I have video of this somewhere. Like you can hear like Dave in the back yelling from behind the curtain. He's like, go Adi glove. Cause like the B was missing. So he kept calling him Adi glove all night long. <laughs> 
But Jamie comes up. He's like, all right, you guys are going to be working me in the first match. I'm like, all right. He's like, well, like, all right, who are we working? He's like, well, I'm the... And he's got that real thick southern accent. And he kept saying spider, but it sounded like cider because he couldn't get the P out. So he kept going, I'm the cider. And Eddie's like, the what? He's like, I'm the cider, man. He's like, the what? He's like, you know, the cider, the thing with eight legs. You mean a spider? He's like, yeah, man, the cider. All right, just go with it. And But that that was, you know, just a neat little thing with Jamie Noble. Um, he never became like this super mega star, but if you watched and paid attention to his run with Nydia in WWE, it was a hell of a good white trash trailer park run. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, glad to see Jamie Noble kind of end his career on his terms, so to speak. And, and there was never a doubt that that guy was going to end up with some type of job with WWE or if it had stuck around WCW. Yeah, and it actually Dude, there's, um, so there's a nice little degrees video. of separation to the yeah. shield is one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, because I found like there's a video that showed up in my, in my recommendations of the his last match, and it was like an eight man tag. It was like him, uh, Braun Strowman, and I think uh, Butch and Ridge, I think maybe, and on the other side it was the bloodline solo Sammy and the Usos and like somebody got like the last three or four minutes of it. And it came down to him and Sammy. And then, you know, Sammy took the pin for, you know, for him and everything. And that's awesome. Sammy, yeah. what a dude, man, doing the favors, doing the business. Yeah. And you know, oh, they- before we go, uh, cause we haven't had a live AEW blunder in a while. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Before you we go into that. Tonight. Oh, Before, did we get hey, one tonight? Let me let me just emphasize wait, wait. let me just emphasize Sami Zayn getting pinned there because besides Roman, it's the biggest thing he could have got. So sorry. Yeah. 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 So, so Rob, breaking AEW botch, what's going on? Oh, okay, so they, they had some segment with uh remember when I went to the show in Baltimore, Rick Ross was there. Yeah. Uh, so, so he was there to do like a live in ring segment this week. On, on live television, on live, no bleeping, no delay. Oh, no. Rick Ross looks at Keith Lee and says, you're a big motherfucker. <laughs> oh, she's going to be like, I killed Tupac. No, that's... Wow. That That's not even a blunder, man. That's awesome. No, that, that's <laughs> actually... I pop for that. Because it, yeah, it's accurate. I mean, yeah, sure, you're going to get some, some, maybe some calls to the, the old television station from Grandma, but no, nah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> and also, also, he would be correct. Well, well yeah, yeah, I said it's, it's, it's an accurate I mean, statement. I mean, but, um, just, I mean, dropping the F-bomb on live television. Ah, absolutely. Well, All right, so as our, our guest host would say on the DWI podcast, let's go around the horn here one time and start with Tunny. Oh, Tony, you got any parting thoughts on tonight's episode? Yeah, Chair Shot Radio Network. Uh, you know, just get in there like swimwear. That's all I got. All right. You got any of your socials you want to plug real quick? Nope. Chair Shot Radio nope. Network. Okay. All right. Going to go with that. Again, Tony, thank you for joining us here tonight. I know it was last minute, and you actually reached out to me, and I thought that was really cool. I appreciate that. Always a blast. All right. And Jason, sir, any any parting thoughts before we before we call to go home? No, no. Last I looked, the Celtics were getting beat by like fifty six points or something. So Yikes. that sounds I'm terrible. Gonna, gonna go wander off into the snow and see where I end up. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It, it, 
<laughs> Bucky, Bucky probably would disagree with me, but don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you have Bucky. Never mind. You'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. What's that? Jason's in trouble at the well. Let's go get him. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky. Yeah, Bucky would be the one saying, "Yeah, Jason's in trouble at the well because I put him there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell Emily like a week later. Yeah. Hey, you might want to go check. So about Jason. Yeah. And. Last but certainly never least from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, any parting thoughts? I just hope everyone has a safe and pleasant and happy holiday, whichever whichever holiday or holidays you are celebrating. Um, and just again, be safe, have fun, and you know, on to the new year and the new year, which will mean. The return of the 13-time women's champion. He got it in there, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> he got it in there. We made it anyway. again. We, we, were about, we, we were about at the three anyway. count, and anyway. Rob kicked out at the 2.99999 and got it in there. Anyway. My Tell God. You, do you do the art for the Spotify episodes? Because uh, I believe DJ's got a, a piece of art we could use for this episode. Thank you so much, Rob. Oh. <laughs> You're really going to do that, aren't you? Yeah, no, I shared that with the boys already, by the way, Jason. I thought that was brilliant. We were gonna keep, I was going to keep that one in the back pocket, and you gave us an ammo to use it week one. Jason, nah, I can do whatever look, you least, want, brother. Least, no, I can do whatever you want. Save that when I go on the long way. All right, and I am your host. Well, one of your hosts now, as we've established, this is no longer my podcast. This is everyone's podcast. I am DJ, the man with the award-winning beard. You have been listening to the holiday edition of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here. Have a safe holidays. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc